RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show. Time to get up, get out of bed Let a radio genius climb into your head Get a totally unpredictable start to your day Get your daily dose of MJ Morning show, MJ, let's go From 6 to 10, with this crazy gang Comes the force of insanity A man you can hang with He's a little demented, but baby in a It's a crazy world and spins it round and round. Everybody is getting down with the sound of MJ. Morning show, got promotions and commotion. Everything you want to know, only MJ Morning Show. MJ, time to get the party started. Getting ready, let's go to the MJ Morning Show. Go. It is episode six of the MJ Morning Show podcast, reunion, reboot, whatever the hell you want to call it. Hey, it's MJ Todd Schnitt here along with Froggy and Fester. And Fester, I know you're fine. You're a little concerned. Froggy, I'm surprised we got Froggy out of the house. Froggy's like a nervous Nelly on this whole uh, Iranian situation. Froggy, you think that the Iranian is going to target you personally with a drone? Is that it? No, I'm just saying, you know, you don't know where this is going to lead to. I mean, come on. It's not, it's not a joke. What are you joking about uh, it for? Froggy is nervous as hell about this. I might get sent. I'm in extremely good shape. Look at me. I'm not well, flat-footed <laughs> like Fester. I'll get out there. Of course they're going to look at me and see Soldier. Because you know, we're just back from vacation here, just back from Christmas vacation, and Froggy's texting me. He's like, dude, you think I have to worry about the draft? Are they gonna? Are they gonna like expand the, the bring the draft back? Are they gonna have like you know forty something year old guys? Bro, you just turned forty, right? Yes, I did, and I'm still extremely healthy and, and in great shape. <laughs> yeah, look I'm, at me. Look I'm, at me. You you are in fantastic shape. I'm in terrible shape. <laughs> I have no reason to worry about actually being enlisted into the military. Hey, I've got a prediction, by the way. Listen, we're not gonna spend a lot of time on the Iranian situation, but the news obviously broke. While we were on vacation, that we uh, we took out this uh, Iranian general. What's his name? Soleimani. I mean, he's a bad dude. Isn't I mean, that what? the name of the Octomom? What was Soleimani that name? or Suleiman? Suleiman. Suleiman. Nadia Suleiman. 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 Yeah. Okay. So it anyway. wasn't the Octomom that died in the uh, Iranian bombing. Listen, this this Iranian general guy, you know, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard and the Quds forces. That guy's a bad dude. He's done a lot of bad stuff. Oh, incidentally. I saw a story. Just listen. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but it is kind of you know breaking current news as we launch episode six here. There's a story in the New York Post today, a story that New York City jewelers are not impressed with that big, ugly, gaudy red ring that apparently was on Suleimani's hand. Did you see the photo? It was like his arm with just the finger with this giant red ring, and they were able to match his body because there are numerous photos of him wearing this this hideous, it's like a red rubyish thing. 
It's the size of an eyeball. It's like some kind of cursed stone ring out of some Scooby-Doo episode. I mean, it's a really gaudy-looking piece of crap. If President Trump wants to do the world a favor, bomb the jewelry shop that made that <laughs> ring. Take care of that, Don. <laughs> I mean, leave it to the New York Post. The gaudy red ring that helped initially identify the corpse of Iran's major general, Qasem Soleimani, is no hope diamond. Dealers don't even think it's a ruby. They think it's something called a red carnelian. I never even heard of that damn stone. Red carnelian. C-A-R-N-E-L-I-A-N. What is Donnie Brask? It's a fugazi. This is a fugazi. Well, here, <laughs> it's a here's the deal. Apparently, the belief is if you wear a red carnelian stone, that it will bestow blessings upon you. <laughs> I think it brought a drone strike upon you is what it did. I thought it was a mood ring. Yeah, blessings in Iranian is missile. So, that's hey, You know what, Froggy? It's, it's kind of like a mood ring. Remember those ugly damn mood yeah. rings back when we were kids? And I think when you're red, that means you're about to get blown up. <laughs> I forgot all about the mood rings. Did those ever make a comeback recently? No. I, actually, one of my kids got one in a Cracker Jack box, and it didn't even like change. I threw it. Just but threw back it. when I was a kid, like in the in what the like the late seventies and early eighties, the mood ring and those things they actually did change colors. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, right? with your body heat, not with your mood. I'm not uh, sure yours anyway. would change too much. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> is just pissed all the time. <laughs> we can stop that. No. Pissed all the time. He's a new. He's a new guy. You got to give him credit. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Froggy's got multiple issues here. Froggy didn't want to come out of the house because he's a, he's afraid of retaliation from Iran. And the other deal is, Froggy, when did this happen? Where you you threw up in the sink? Oh, jeez, dude. Last no. week. It was last week at Do, dinner. Hold on. Do you not want me to bring this up on the no, podcast? No, I just don't want you to say where it happened. No, we gotta say where it oh happened. Oh my gosh! But no, what you, what, they could accuse me of loss of revenue or something because it shut down the bathroom. <laughs> you did it at a are restaurant. You, yes. Are you afraid that you're gonna be banned from this place? No. Or they're gonna they're gonna come after you for loss of business and restitution? No, because I saw the aftermath of it. I saw the shut down bathroom, and I'm like, oh my god, they're so not happy about this. We gotta go. <laughs> It's a biohazard. Uh, look, we got we to gotta tell the story. Folks, welcome. It is the MJ Morning Show podcast. It's episode number six. We got a lot of ground to cover today. Uh, Froggy, come on. You're at Outback Steakhouse. Which location was it? Uh, it's, it's the one in Citrus Park. <laughs> you puked at an Outback Steakhouse? In the bathroom. You it, had your own puke Outback Bowl? In the sink. No. In the sink of the bathroom. What oh, happened what? was... What happened? Okay, what happened was it, I, I haven't been drinking as much. Okay, I, I I'm taking off weekdays now, which is you know not a big deal for a lot of people. But so oh, on the weekends, whoa 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 whoa, you're taking off drinking on weekdays now? Yes, is that it? Yes, yes, that's my new thing. <laughs> you're not. I'm drinking very on, proud of myself because you have kids that are what like four and eight or whatever they are. Yeah, that, and I feel like crap every day. You know, I mean, whatever. So I tend to get after it a little bit more now on the weekends. <laughs> So your New Year's resolution for 2020 was to not drink on weekdays. Well, yeah, basically. What a half-ass resolution. So I had like three double Jamesons on the rocks at dinner. At Outback? Yeah. And they, I was like, you better, I give them the fingers. I go, come on now, bring it on. Double tall on the rocks. So they brought me them, and I, I downed those things. And then I just ate like a fat, just glutton pig. 
just yeah, like Fester, basically. So <laughs> now you're a lightweight. You you always bragged about how you can do a whole bottle of Jameson Irish whiskey. So now you're a lightweight. Three and just doubles? Go- what? That's a lot for me, even. <laughs> and I had a glass of wine at home before I went, even. So I was good to go. <laughs> Who the hell's driving? We, my wife was. My wife was barely drinks. <laughs> Wait, were you with your kids too? Yeah, I was. With my oh kids. my god, you're you're drinking three doubles of Irish whiskey at Outback. But it's not like you've got your, so so you don't drink during the week because you have kids. But it's completely fine to get crap face in front of those same kids on the weekend. Oh, I need to work that part of it out. They don't even pay attention. They're on their iPads. Anyway. All right, so what happens? Listen, Outback is a fine. It's the best. You know, t- Tampa Bay based establishment. Obviously, you know I, I know the founders of Outback and. Was it historically, you know, the Outback Blumen brands? Froggy, what the heck did you do to their location in Citrus Park? So I was eating and having such a great time and drinking and having fun, and I was like, okay. And then I started to get really sweaty. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm really, like, full, and I think I'm pretty drunk, you know? So I started <laughs> getting the flop sweats. I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom, okay? For me, you know, you've known this for years, I can, I can throw up pretty easily. You know, it's just like one of those things that I'm... Yeah, you've got a quick trigger. Yeah. The eggnog challenge. Yeah, so (laughs) I went to the bathroom. I go, listen, if I I have to puke, I'll just puke real quick. Boom, bye, come out. All's good. Now, did your wife know you were getting sick? Did Kim know that you... No, 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 no. I didn't tell her anything. You you try to hide this? Yeah, I just go, I got to go to the bathroom. She goes, take Max. I go, Max can wait. (laughs) I got to go by myself. (laughs) So I go to the bathroom, and the stalls are taken, all of them. Everyone is taken? Yeah. And all the urinals were taken except one. <laughs> Everybody was there. And I go, oh, my gosh. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it's coming. I'm like, mm. and I, I got saliva build up. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you get I go. That, you get that feeling in your oh. mouth. And you know what? You know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm like, about. it's going to happen. I, I go, I got 10 seconds. And so I go, oh, my God. Do, Nine, I, do, eight, do I do it next to the guy seven, in the six, stall? Or do five, I do it in the sink? Four, and then I go, three. I can do it two, quietly. I got to do it quietly. One. And I let it ride. I let it ride. In the sink at Outback Citrus Park. And, you know, the sink, it has like that, it's like a drain, but it doesn't drain. There's like little holes. It has the strainer drain or whatever. strainer, yes, that's it. Oh, my God. And you know, I I didn't just throw up once. I threw up seven, maybe eight <laughs> To the point where the sink was like, <laughs> it was, you know how the sink has that little hole that, you know, it can't fill up until, and then it hits that hole. The, it was going in it's there. It was like. The, the overflow thing. Yeah. The yes. Stuff was going yeah. in there. I'm like, this is an issue. So I stopped. <laughs> All right, so what happened? What, what, I ran out what, of the bathroom. <laughs> what are the other people doing in the bathroom at this point? One of them was going. He was doing number one. I'm not going to be disgusting. This is disgusting enough. But he goes, <laughs> "You are right, bro." <laughs> and that guy said that. And then another guy was. The other guys were just going. You know, they were in the stall. So I ran out. I'm like, oh my god, I got to get out of here. And I go back to the. I go back to the our table. And we're all just sitting there. <laughs> And Kim's like, like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just all sweaty. Like, literally, I'm sweat. My shirt is sweat covered, all right? And I start to see, you know, some of the guys come out. They call over, like, the workers. And they're like, oh, my God. And they come out, and they're like, oh, my God. (laughs) They're like, hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, come here. 
Jimmy, go, go check that out. And, and Jim, whoever, you know, I'm in there, and it's like they're all freaking out. So they shut down the bathroom. <laughs> Poor Jimmy. You shut down the bathroom at Outback Citrus and so Park. I was like, guys, we got to go, like, right now. We have to go because – one of the guys who was doing going on the the urinal, he saw me. He saw me. <laughs> Did anyone bust into sympathetic V mode? No, no, absolutely not. No, because listen, it's like uh, Stand by Me. You know the the blueberry pie eating contest. No, they you know, were once, just once one goes. Sometimes the whole line of folks just start, bleh, you know, hurling it out. Dude, I couldn't pay attention to anything except my. It was I could not stop throwing up, and I was like, I, I'm. I'm running out of space here. I don't know what to do. I'm about to fill up the sink. I didn't right. know what to do. So it was a horrible, other th- horrible. Other than the fact, Froggy, that we've just clearly identified you as the guy that <laughs> shut down the bathroom. <laughs> Did they have any idea? Was this able to be traced to you or you, you got the hell out and now we've just completely blown your cover? So no, I got out. out. I got out. No, don't do that. Don't do that to Outback. Well, I love I, Outback. My kids, it's their uh, favorite restaurant. I know. Outback That's why I feel bad for puking in the sink and shutting down the bathroom. But it was, what do I do? Should I have done it in the urinal? Right. Would you like to apologize mm-hmm. to Outback right now in Citrus Park, Florida? Absolutely, I in, would. In the Tampa Bay area. Well, go ahead. The, uh, entire, go ahead. the entire franchise. I'm a big <laughs> fan, and I just want to say I'm sorry for filling up your sink with your own well, food. Would you like <laughs> That has <laughs> already booze, been digested. Their alcohol that you paid for. Oh, and there's, the drinks were very mm, stiff right. and good. Thank well, you. The f- the food was great. Nothing wrong with the food. The food is great. Yeah, yeah. You know, very consistent. Very. Uh, it's just that you drank too much. It's your it's your fault that you can't control yourself. Yeah, yeah and my kids are like, Daddy's throwing up again, I think. Look at him. Just, Shut up, kid. Like, now, what if you cause loss of business? Would you be willing oh, to make restitution to them? Or? No, no. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine seeing that? Are you going to go back and eat? Of course you're not. Did they put like the the warning tape across the door, or have they, no, but they put the yellow like you know yeah, do not enter seed tape? Yeah, <laughs> poor do little Jimmy enter. quit that night, dude. It was uh, horrible. It was it's embarrassing, and now my wife's gonna hear this and be like, dude, are you? What, what did I marry? Turd. <laughs> I think she's saying that a whole lot. But what did I? Um, oh, oh, I just had an idea. Hey, before we move on, uh, we were talking about the the Iranian general and the the red ring. Investor, this this is a business opportunity. Maybe we ought to remember what, what were some of the products where you know I know that after big award shows they knock off like the dresses that some of the stars wear. And wasn't there some jewelry item that someone famous wore? Some ring that don't they knock that stuff off? I'm telling you, what, what if we we if, what if we produce that that red ugly gaudy red ring and what, what if we sold that thing i think you'd have a lot of them in a warehouse man i don't know that iranian <laughs> general fashion is really going to take off new from the franklin mint it's <laughs> you, you can hey speaking of traveling uh we just got back today folks we're recording this on sunday evening january 5th this episode drops uh, in the early morning hours of tuesday january 7th 2020 we just got back into town. We were out skiing out in Colorado. You know the the deal. Fester Froggy, as long as you guys have ever known me, uh, that's kind of a, a Schnitt family, MJ family tradition where uh, we, we go out and do some skiing out in the Vale area for a couple of weeks. We just flew back in this morning. Look at this. I'm not even taking any br- I, I, I'm jumping right back into the work saddle here, folks. We're recording just hours after we get off the airplane. I'm in the studio with you guys, and we're recording a brand-new MJ Morning Show podcast. Yeah, my garbage man who picked up the crap like the day after Christmas is sympathizing for you right now. <laughs> Do you have the post-vacation blues? 
No. What the hell is that? I mean, you know, after a vacation, you get back and you're like, ah, I gotta work. Oh, we're back. Uh, no, we I, I, mean, I love what I do. If I listen, if I did not love what I did, I wouldn't be doing it. Okay, what would you be doing? Because I'm looking for installers. <laughs> How's shelving uh, Town USA working oh, out? Is that still fantastic? Is that fantastic. still putting food on the table that you're about to throw up in Outback Sink or what? <laughs> Barely putting it on, but it's doing the good job. Doing good. What do you mean? Hold on, you said you had 15 million in sales last year. What just do you mean? Over Barely. 11. Just over. 11. I'm sorry. Just, sorry. Just over 11 million. So, what do you? Mean? You had 11 million dollars in right, sales, don't we don't and you're talking about that. You're barely putting food on the table. Let's just say we're all here to put food on the table for our families, and I do a good job. Anyway, where the hell was I? I you just took me off track. What, what? What the hell was I saying? Oh. You were saying that. And right. By uh, you're skiing, and by the way, I saw your videos yes. with your son. You guys are really good skiers. I was pretty impressed. Here's I'm not great. Uh, listen, I'm a I'm intermediate. Pl- I'm not an expert or anything, but I'll do every bit of terrain. Anything on the mountain I will do, just some of the things I'll do it a little more cautiously or a little more slowly. But uh, I shot some videos of us running through the trees, which uh, I didn't, you know, no, no sunny bono action here. <laughs> I was just going to say, but, it looks dangerous. I mean, you guys no, are really no, close th- to the trees. No, we're very close to the trees. I'm ducking for branches and sprigs yeah. and all kinds of stuff. But uh, we're not going fast. We're going at a very controllable speed. I'm not flying into a tree, and I'm not going to take myself out. What if Bono was going fast? He was going like yeah, 50 I think miles an hour? Without a helmet. And, of course, you know, these days. You know, there are still people that don't wear helmets when they ski. You know, there's still people who ask about that stupid song. Oh. So insensitive. Oh, my God. I forgot about I hit tree, babe. Do we? Do we? How do you forget do, about that? I hit Do tree, we babe. have that? I don't. Is that? Do we have that anywhere? Oh, uh, I don't know. That man, was but. awful. I hit tree, babe. <laughs> yeah. That you know, Eric did that, didn't Eric produce yeah. that for us? Oh, it's fantastic, but very insensitive. Oh man, that's uh, all I so thought you, of though was you hitting a tree and just you know, Sunny Bono. No, we go, we go very, very slowly. So where was it? What was I about to say? We're you back from vacation. Off. We had oh, the, the New I got Year's. It. I got it. All right. So back from vacation. I'm at a specific location earlier today. I want to drop a name by you, Juan Monsivis. Who is Juan? <laughs> Monsivis. Juan Monsivis? Don't Google it. No, no. Does that name sound familiar? No. Juan Monsivis. Was he the guy that used to help out Dave Lagaretta around the building? No. Hang on. Let let me give you a little audio hint here. Does that help you out if you take the sound effects and you you pair that up with Juan Monsivis? All right, so he ran into something or collided with something. Okay, all right, you're getting close. Okay. Juan Monsivis. Oh, the the guy crashed into something. Oh, that was guy. It the airport guy? The, the guy who crashed into something. <laughs> yeah, the airport guy. Yeah. That guy, the guy that blasted his 2015 GMC Sierra pickup truck through the damn wall at the Sarasota airport like the Kool-Aid man. So we're walking by baggage claim this morning with the same exact style baggage belts. Right. And I, I took a picture. If you check my social media, check my Twitter feed. Check at Todd Schmidt on Twitter. 
at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. I took the picture of like the exact angle, but it was we were not at the Sarasota airport. It was a different airport. It was LaGuardia. We're at a different airport, and uh, but the baggage can vary. You know, it has that same type of loopy, and there's a wall. And I took a picture, and I take I, I tweeted something like, "Hey, just waiting for Juan Monsivas to come blasting through the wall." I don't know that he'll be available anytime soon, dude. That video that 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 went viral. I the mean, that truck- was world freaking wide out of you know little SRQ, the Sarasota airport. That video is the crazy. What was it like? Uh, five or six days before Christmas, right? It was before Christmas, and I was—I yeah. drove by that airport that same oh. day, that Friday. I was in that town, and I we drove by, and I'm telling my wife, I'm like, "Holy crap! Look at this guy!" And then they showed the video of the truck just barreling right into the building, and then the poor—the uh, woman's face. Yeah, the so poor clerk oh or the the God. ticket person there. Freaking out! It's like Dukes of Hazards all of a sudden in the airport. Uh, what was it? It was like the National Alamo counter, right? Wasn't it? See, he couldn't decide which one to return it to, National or Alamo. No, it's the same, co- no, it's the same company. National and Alamo, they, they're like the same company. Okay, so maybe that wasn't it. <laughs> Pick a part is attempted a joke. You know, you know I, I did. I mean, thank God no one was hurt. I mean, somebody, if there were people in line... Oh, Wait, well, also, it was like it was like it was late at night. Wasn't like two o'clock in the morning or something, or three o'clock in the morning. Nobody yeah. was in the airport other than the poor yeah. clerk. Why was she even there at the Sarasota airport? Were they expecting flights in at three o'clock in the morning in Sarasota? That is a fantastic commercial for the truck company. Like, what was it? Was it was it a Chevy truck? No, it was a GMC Sierra. The same uh, thing, oh, Chevy you know, GMC. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, okay. yeah I mean, it's a GM product. GM needs to make a commercial and put that. It, it can tow this. Forget that. It can barrel <laughs> through an airport. And you can still drive it. Dude, that video is the craziest freaking thing. You know, I I tweeted out the video with a you know a, a snarky little uh, comment. Hey, look how easy returns are now in Alamo at Sarasota Airport. I mean, you can, it's so convenient to return your vehicle, dude. What happened? That to the guy? guy was he drunk? Uh, well, well or, or, apparently, I might have been pissed. I don't know. Was he angry? Uh, this guy, he flew off the road, bashed through the perimeter fence. Drove across like secure areas of the Sarasota Airport. I don't know, like taxiways, uh, uh, the the ramp area, and this guy at full speed. They said a hundred miles an hour. Jesus. He drives across the airfield or a portion of the airport, and then drives into the building area where you know they load the baggage. So behind the scenes, where those you know, those baggage trams pull up, and the guys are throwing the the bags onto the belt. He blasts through the wall. I mean, like, it's like freaking Kool-Aid. Hey, Kool-Aid! He blasts through the wall, wrecks the whole... I mean, I, I, hey, Froggy, I don't know if you, you know shelves these days. Yes, sir. I mean, how, how tough is it to, like... Can, I don't think you can go to Home Depot and buy a new airport conveyor belt for your baggage. I don't think I mean, so. I don't think, those are, that's, that a that that's a special order. That's a special order. That's a special order. Hello? Hello, Conveyor Belt USA. Yeah, this is the operations guy at the Sarasota Airport. We need to order a new luggage belt number two. You know, I mean, how quickly can they deliver that? Are they are they back in business yet? Have they already fixed it? Well, you would think they would need that. Well, with Amazon Prime, they probably had it next day. <laughs> Maybe they have a backup, always ready. Those things Dude, break down. Th- that is the craziest video of him blasting through the wall. I mean, it was like a Dukes of Hazard, like jumping through and then just taking out the belt. And then that thing smashes into the Alamo National counter. And the lady, didn't she have like a drink or something? Was he dr- drinking something out of a straw? And then 
instead of like running and diving, she just kind of gets under the desk. It's like, get the hell out of there. <laughs> so the, the truck smashes into the counter. And did you see the final ta-da? Like, ta-da! Did you see the final? Wow. Yeah. So it's on the hit, yeah. The, the car smashes into the counter, takes out all the little, what do you call those things? The stanchions, the, the little rope line, you know, yeah. they have those little, the tensormatics or whatever those things it's are. It's called a queuing system. <laughs> Thank you, Froggy. But the queue, so it, it just blasts those things, it turns those into you know dust, pulverizes those things, and then the pickup truck smashes into the counter, and the final little bit was the edge. After the whole thing settled, if you wait to the end of the video, the side, like granite or stonework, it just it comes unglued and then <laughs> falls over. It goes, boom. <laughs> really? I didn't see that part. Yeah, it's at the very end. It just oh. it falls over. Uh, Juan Monsivas. Hey, Fester, try to get Juan on the next podcast, would you please? Yeah, I'll probably have to call the jail, right? Would that be where I'd find him? <laughs> Sounds like a crank call name. That's a federal offense, right? He's, he's, he's going he's to serve big time for that. Yeah, probably. Juan Monsivas. Uh, Monsivas, yeah. Monsivas. <laughs> Last I saw, it was like, what, two hundred fifty dollars or $300,000 worth of damage to the airport. But I, And he was taken away in like some... Like serious condition. I mean, he was he was. I don't know if he had a seatbelt on. I mean, the airbags clearly deployed. Is the Monsivas family okay <laughs> with the situation? <laughs> the situation. I'm telling you, let's get let's get Juan Monsivas on the next episode, or uh, let's get a family member, or let's track. Does anyone know Juan Monsivas of Bradenton, Florida, that blasted his pickup truck through the Sarasota Airport baggage claim area? We need a Monsivas. Is, is it Monsivas? That's gonna be my new name that I give for reservations. One Monsivas. Monsivas table for four. Monsivas. There are Monsivas here. Table for four. Your table's ready. Yeah. So at the airport this morning, I just couldn't help snapping a picture of like the same perspective of him coming through the wall at uh, Sarasota, and I, I tweeted it out. Hey, follow me on Twitter, folks. At Todd Schnitt. That's at T O D D S C H. N-I-T-T. No uh, crazy support animals on our flight today. Fester, though, has a whole different story. Dude, this is crazy. For a Christmas gift, I decided to give myself a gift, and I sent my wife and kid out of town for a week. (laughs) That's awesome. And it was the best (laughs) gift I could have given myself. That was the Christmas gift to yourself? You sent your family out of town? Um, Jerk. All right, my kid's eight. What's the matter with you? Froggy's throwing up at Outback. You're three. You're throwing your family least, out of town. At least I hid it from my family. Look, my daughter's eight, <laughs> and she, we live in Florida. So the one thing she's never seen is snow. So every year A she's like, dad. she's like, <laughs> that's the second thing she has. Whoa, 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 whoa. Froggy, what did you just say? I just said a skinny dad. It was a bad joke about him being overweight. No big deal. All right. So Fester says that one of the things she's never seen, and the answer is snow, but. Froggy, you said a skinny dad. So the two things my kids have never seen. One is snow, and the right. second one is a skinny father. Right, okay. So every year, Daddy, can we go see snow? Daddy, can we go see snow? And I tried taking her like to Costco where they have like the refrigerator room. And I'm like, honey, this is what winter is like. Doesn't it suck? And and so this year I was like, you know what? After Christmas, I'll send you up to visit your cousin up in Illinois with mom. So you can see snow in Illinois. Ooh. Mind you, a heat wave is coming through the Midwest, so no damn snow this uh, oh. last week. However, on the flight back, it was Allegiant Airlines from uh, Champaign, Illinois. 
a lady brings a cat on the flight. A Ew. crazy cat lady. All right, well, first of all, dude, if you remember, we were calling BS on the emotional support animals on our show years ago. Our last show was, what, 20, early 2012, and at that point, we were already talking about the BS emotional support animals. Folks, we were years ahead calling BS on the folks that either don't want to pay the special fee to have their animal uh, crated and put underneath the aircraft if it's a large animal or even the ones that can fit inside the approved pet carriers. You know, airlines charge, I think, like 100 150 bucks because you have to book a reservation to bring your animal. And then people figured, oh, man, I, I'm going to have some kind of an emotional issue. or And listen, there are some individuals and there are some people that obviously do have a need for an emotional support animal. I'm not calling them all liars. I'm just calling about 99.9% of the, <laughs> there there is a small percentage of people that that that, that do derive a benefit uh, from this. And certainly listen, service animals, seeing eye dogs or real bona fide service animals, I think they're fantastic. I have no I, I sat on an airplane with a blind dude some years ago and he had a black lab that was a, a legit seeing eye dog. I think it's fantastic. I have no issue with that whatsoever. But I mean, the folks, you know, bringing on emotional support mini horses. Remember the lady a couple of years ago? She tried to bring a peacock on United Airlines at Newark. Do you remember she claimed it was a, an emotional support peacock? Well, they're beautiful birds. How about the, how about the Reese's monkeys? Remember the guy with the supermarket with the with the laser pointer? He would point oh, at the no. bananas. Oh, refresh, refresh my... The guy was, was in a wheelchair. The guy was in a wheelchair, and he'd yeah. have a laser pointer, and he'd point to what he'd want, and a monkey would like crawl, crawl, climb out of his backpack and get it off the top shelf for him. And it attack somebody in the supermarket. Oh, that's what it was. That's, that's his right. His monkey started attacking people. This guy had one of those, what, capuchin monkeys or something? Yeah, it was a Reese's, and I he, think. <laughs> whatever it was. A monkey. The monkey, the monkey used to ride on his shoulder on his wheelchair. You're right. He used to use a, like one of those red laser pointers and would point at the item that he wanted on the supermarket shelf, and the monkey would jump off his shoulder onto the shelf, retrieve the, the box of Duncan Hines cake mixer, whatever oh. the hell it was, <laughs> and Ugh. then put it in the in the basket or whatever. All right, so the crazy thing about the support right. cat that my wife right. saw was the cat's name was Monkey. Oh, oh but wait, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. But then the monkey, that, that's why we did the story years ago, because the monkey that attacked somebody at the supermarket, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started attacking all kinds of people, if, the, all right, if I remember all right, correctly. Let's, right, let's get back to the story. All right, so your wife's on a Legion Air. I'm glad you sprung for uh, for for big big, air, big airline money there, Fester. They live in the middle of a small town in Illinois. It's the only airline that goes there. All right, all Nothing right. Nothing else flies all right, there. All right. I had to pay extra for everything on Allegiant. However, they got there safely. Get back. I picked my wife up from the airport, and she's like, "See that lady on the curb?" I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Crazy cat lady," and I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "No, you don't understand. The cat's name was Monkey, and." Are you serious? The cat's name was the Monkey? The cat's name was Monkey, ironically, oh, from what right, we were talking yeah. about a couple of seconds right. ago. She brings the cat on, and she wants to talk to the cat before the flight, and the cat's in a carrier. And she stuck her whole head in the cat carrier and then let go of it. So the whole cat carrier is supported by, like, her neck and her fat head. 
and she's talking to her cat, and everybody can hear. So now every nobody wants to have anything to what? do with her. What? The cat was in the carrier, though. Right. The cat. Right, so this a... what? But what the deal is, though, is the people that are pulling the emotional support stuff, they don't bring a carrier, and they're claiming all kinds of you know ADA, uh, Americans with Disabilities Act, uh, you know, clauses that they don't have to you know contain or cage the animal. That the animal is a requirement for emotional support. So this lady was just a regular traveler with a cat. Admittedly, my wife did not inquire about her medical state uh, psychiatry. <laughs> okay. psychiatry. Uh, I don't was know. The, was the cat in the carrier or the cat came out of the carrier during the flight? Both. Well, the cat aborted in the carrier, and then the lady talks to the cat with her the whole... Cat ab- what, what does that mean? The cat aborted? What? The had cat, a litter of what? No, no, boarded. The cat boarded the plane. Oh, oh, oh I'm the like, cat. aborted. The cat boarded the plane in the right. carrier. Then once they're sitting in their seat, uh, the lady starts talking to the cat, and she sticks her whole head inside the carrier, Gross. and it's the part. Then the flight takes off, and she's talking to Monkey, the cat, and right. she feeds Monkey by pulling out a baby bottle, and starts feed. And this cat is bottle trained. This cat's just, oh. you know, drinking out of the bottle. Yeah, but I don't think this qualifies as an emotional support animal racket. It sounds like she was just a regular traveler with her pet in a carrier. Yeah, My, but she's still nuts. Yes. It's disgusting. <laughs> all, right, all right, so what I, happens? I don't care what delineation we're giving this lady. All right. After she feeds the cat out of the bottle, she pulls out deli meats, like, <laughs> like, like, like turkey Ew. and ham, and she starts chewing it up. And starts feeding the cat mouth to mouth, like Whoa. birdie birdie style. Oh my god! She's baby birding the cat chewed up cold cuts in the middle of aisle ten on the Allegiant flight from Bloomington, Illinois to Tampa, Florida. Dude, that's do we disgusting. Know, do we know if the cold cuts were boar's head? I don't think they were. I don't <laughs> were think they, they were. You know, uh, were they high quality or they're like a prepackaged, like Oscar Mayer type cold cut? Might have been like a mid grade, like a sort of a baloney. What, is she taking it out and then putting it in the cat's mouth? No, she's, she she took out like a piece of ham, chewed it up until it was pulverized, and then just like puckered her lips and then oh, like stop. pushed out a little bit of ham, <laughs> and the cat just comes up and. <laughs> Well, that's what baby burning is. I know. She she, she baby birded the, the cat. Oh. How disgusting is that? Jesus. Well, did anybody say anything? Did this go on during the entire flight? Y'all should have tackled her. Then the cat asked for mayo. Okay, the cat didn't ask for mayo. But still, how disgusting is that? Fester, we have an incident. We always have an incident. You remember the last episode, episode five? Why did the fruit stand come up? Speaking of smashing through stuff like the Sarasota airport, why did the fruit stand story come up where we set up like a farmer's market fruit stand in the parking lot on Gandhi of the radio complex, and then we we smashed a car through the fruit stand? What what was the story on that? Do you remember? A lot of our parking lot stunts were based off of Moronic, news stories. Yeah, news stories. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't specifically recall, but there must have been a story where a guy drove through a fruit stand and we started chuckling over it and we made silly jokes and then we're like, hey, let's get a car. Fester, the reason why I bring this up is because last episode you made a comment that you remember getting in your car or whatever and driving out to Hillsborough Avenue to one of the wholesale fruit markets to buy all kinds of fruits and vegetables. Apparently, that was a big fat lie, Fester. Okay. (laughs) Because, remember, Kristen Powell, of course, our American Idol genius along with LaMosa. You remember that, right? 
of course. Uh, and we'll get into that in, in a different episode. We, we, uh, maybe next episode we'll talk about the whole American Idol scam where we absolutely scammed American Idol in what, season three? And started everybody, you know, it was really the first, she was the first one to really, you know, do the fake act, and then everybody started doing it. Yeah. So I got a text from Kristen. She's still around. Kristen Powell, one of our greatest interns, along with Lamosa. We had so many good interns. We had some serious duds as well, but we had a bunch of great interns. So Kristen, who was the American Idol flash dance singer back in season three, which we'll get into that whole story later on, she texted, hey there. It's Kristen P. finally able to catch up on three podcasts. Holy moly, these are so funny. But I have to say, the fruit stand fruit was from my hard labor of love for the show. I called farmers in our area and drove to get all the fruits and veggies uh, for free. I then loaded them into my 1990 Honda Civic LOL, so funny to hear everyone's point of view. I can't wait to catch up with you guys. This podcast is everything. OMG, and I can't wait to hear Michelle, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so uh, that's uh, Fester. She rat. got the fruits and vegetables. So what do you want, a f- medal? <laughs> Dude, no, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on, I'll do it again. Hold on, I'll do it again. Hold on, I'll do it again. No, no, you, you, you can leave it. I'll bleep out the F-bomb that Fester just watch dropped. This, watch this. So, so what do you want, a freaking medal? Come on, Kristen. We'll, I we'll, leave, I, we'll leave both. We'll just bleep the, the F-bomb in there. What a rat, Kristen. Come on. You know what happened is she got all the stuff. Fester got her to do it. He was a brilliant man. And then he took the credit for it. All right, let's get Kristen on the phone quickly. Oh, great. Hello, Kristen. Hello, MJ. Uh, this is one of our best interns ever. Uh, by the way, we're not going to get into it now, but we will maybe next week. We've got to tell the entire American Idol scam story. You know, I ran into Ryan Seacrest a couple of years ago, and he remembered the whole scam that we pulled. He he knew the whole deal. So we'll we'll talk yeah. about that with you and Lamosa. That was fantastic. But I just read your text where you're calling Fester out, where Fester tried to make the claim that he picked up all the fruits and veggies for the fruit stand incident in our parking lot, when in fact you did it, Kristen. Well, I have to say it's a very big deal. <laughs> yeah, for you, I apparently forgot the whole incident. <laughs> well, listen, man, like, you know, I was going to college full time, I was interning, I was working, and, you know, driving around in my little 90 Honda Civic around from grocery store to grocery store and then calling different farms to see if I could get their produce that they were getting ready to throw out that was pretty much on the verge of going anyway. Gotcha. So, yeah, so, you know, a lot of hard work and, you know, blood, sweat, and tears went into that. Mm -hmm. And driving around that beater and filling (laughs) filling that car full of rotten vegetables and fruits, Big deal. Let me get you a medal. Good for you. And then hearing Fester try to take credit. Anyway, do you still do you still sing Flashdance? What a feeling! No, no, I, I, that song repulses me. <laughs> All right, Kristen, we're going to book you for the next episode. We'll talk about the whole American Idol story down the road. All right, cool. Talk to you guys later. All right, Kristen. Wow, Sorry, blast fine. from the past. I mean. You know, that video is still on YouTube. Is she off the line? Um, 
Yeah. I, I like Lamosa so much more. <laughs> oh, will you stop it? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're both fantastic. They're, both, they're the best, both of them. It's funny that she cared so much about that, that yes. she was, like, upset. <laughs> you know, as time marches on, there are things that you might remember a certain way or misremember. And Fester, essentially, she was calling you out as being a big, fat liar. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kristen. We're getting a ton of email. By the way, if you want to send us any kind of message, a note, you want to make a content request, you just want to reflect on how amazing the MJ Morning Show podcast return is, if you go to mjmorningshow.com, not only is our website, which is very simple for now, but we're in the process of having a really cool new website uh, built for the MJ Morning Show podcast series, and we're even talking about going to weekly and who knows, maybe we'll do multiple podcasts a week. For Listen, the digital space, th- this is the future. You realize that? The future is that content creators like us, we're just going to provide content available on demand for whenever the hell people want it. So, listen, I think we're in a, in a great position here. Anyway, bottom line, mjmorningshow.com has uh, the email address to get a hold of us and, of course, all the platforms in which to listen to the MJ Morning Show podcast. You know, this is number six. If you've missed any of the previous podcasts, go back and, and listen to all of them from the beginning. But email coming in. I, dude, I'm getting dozens of emails a day. Where folks are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're back. Love the show. Hey, remember when this happened? I mean, I'm getting all these great ideas from listeners because we've forgotten probably 90% of the stuff that we did. And it's amazing how listeners, they grab on to certain things and they'll remember something that you forgot about long ago. I apparently forgot where I got the uh, fruit from for the uh, fruit stand bit. (laughs) Damn right you did. Uh, Lisa. Lisa from Clearwater emailed me at mj at mjmorningshow.com. That's the email address, mj at mjmorningshow.com. And see if you can remember this. Lisa in Clearwater. I don't know why she tells me she lives off Belcher Road, but anyway. In case you want to visit, in case you want to stop by. Lisa, I'm going to stop by for dinner soon. Lovely area. so, So Lisa asks the question, do you ever get a Discover card? Does that ring a bell with any of you guys? Did you ever get a Discover card, MJ? <gasps> yeah, I remember that. I don't. Yeah. Okay, the story was when MJ was, was were you in high school or college? College. And and that college campuses have like these pup tents of people trying to get college students to sign up for credit cards. Were you declined a Discover card? That's, that's the story, Fester. I remember I that. was declined. Discover card. Anyway, I found the audio of the phone call we made to Discover card. <laughs> Listen to this. Lisa, I'm going above and beyond for our MJ Morning Show fans and, and new podcast listeners. Listen to this. Hi, this yeah, hi there. Is, is this a Discover card? That's correct. All right. Um, listen, I've got a serious problem. I'm very, very perturbed and upset. In 1984, I applied for a Discover card, and I was rejected. Okay. 1984. Do you know how many years ago that is, sir? Sir, what is your problem? What, are you getting snappy with me? You're getting snappy with me, sir. Correct? I'm just asking you a question. You're asking me if I know how many years ago that was. 
That was a long time ago. Okay. So I was, I was rejected in 1984 for a Discover card. Sir, I fully comprehend what you've said. I understand that you were declined in 84. Is it showing on your credit report now? No, it's not. Okay. The fact is that I hold a grudge against your company. Why? Because you were declined? Because I was declined. As a budding young college student, getting ready to make my way into the world, you guys, Sir, you guys shot me down. Issue? Excuse then, me? What is your issue then? My today? issue is now you guys we're are... We're talking 2001. You're right. We're talking okay. like 17 years later, my friend. Okay. So what the, is your problem today with the Discover card? The issue is, is that I get my mailbox clogged up with your crap like every six months with you guys begging me. Now you guys want to give me a platinum card. We're just sending an application. Because, that doesn't mean you're approved, be, sir. Oh, no, it says I'm pre-approved. That sounds that like I'm... That doesn't mean anything, sir. Oh, oh, so you guys, you, so you're admitting you guys are sending out fraudulent crap in the mail now that are, that's lying to me now. No, they're so, your words so, that you're using, sir, so, not so lying. Not only did you guys decline me in 84, now this letter that says that I'm pre-approved mm -hmm. with no annual fee is just a big fraud. That's your word again, sir. You're using the word fraud, not I. Are you on that show, Will and Grace? I'm sorry? <laughs> Uh, so, listen. Uh, Thank you for calling Discover Card. I, I, Moron. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I, 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 think he, I think he was on Will and Grace. That was Sean Hayes. I, you know, I said, are you getting snappy with me? I think I should have said, are you getting snippy with me, yeah, right? probably. Yeah. 2001 was that? Oh, Jeez. my God. That is a long freaking time. I can't believe I could, I had that in my archives. So are you saying you never got a Discover card? Uh, to answer Lisa from Belcher Road area in Clearwater's question, Lisa, I still do not have a Discover card. I maintain a MasterCard and an American Express. I will never, ever have a Discover card as uh, they just didn't have any faith in me. Little little budding Todd Schnitt. You know, heading off to college. Guess who did give me a, a card? American Frickin' Express. American Frickin' Express gave me my first little green card in when, when I went off to college. Can you believe that? Moron. And now you have a black American Express card. So suck it, Discover card. <laughs> so, do you remember that phone call? I, I barely remembered that thing. I barely remembered the story until you started saying it, and I just vaguely recalled the premise of it. But I forgot you called the place. Now, we did morons in the news. Uh, first of all, what's that radio show that stole morons in the news from us? Every one of them? I don't know which well, one. Well, no, no. There's one that literally, well, listen, well, numerous shows. They do idiots in the news. Oh, they call them all kinds of different things. Was it, was no, it, no, was no, it no, the Kane no. show? Jack no. Hole, Jack Hole in the news? What? No, Bob and Sherry. Is that a show out of the? It sounds out of, out of like the Carolinas. Yeah, because you know what happened. People used to remember our listeners were so great. If they traveled the country and heard other morning shows, and they heard bits that we pioneered, if they heard people rip off our bits, remember they'd call us up, and they'd report these other morning shows when they stole our our bits and our ideas. I do remember that. Yeah. So, morons in the news is something. Listen, I've got the website. Do you you realize I I've never done anything with that website? You I still, I still have that. I still pay for moronsinthenews.com. <laughs> I own the freaking website. How would you do something with that? Like get rid of it. Not to be a <laughs> not to be a total jackass, but I happen to own idiots across America in case, <laughs> what? you know. What's the matter with you? I know, guys? I'm just saying. It was available I, for 12 bucks a year. 
It's a pretty no, but, good investment. But but seriously, we were talking about Florida Man. Fester. Yes. We were talking about Florida Man because that what was the joke? A uh, Florida Man. You know, we were talking about this before anybody was really talking about. Do you remember we tried to petition the state of Florida to take Sunshine State off the license plate? Yeah, put the freak show state on That's there. That's exactly. I said I want to rename it the freak show state because all these uh, insane stories were coming out of Florida. And the latest, and I guess this is Fester's story, and what, Fester, you want your home to be broken into? Is that it? Okay, the short answer is no, I don't (laughs) want my home broken into. However, this guy kind of changes the whole deal for me. Where do you see this, Channel 10's website? This is from uh, from WTSP from Channel 10. Bradenton, oh great. So (laughs) a Bradenton dude is the one that ran through the Sarasota airport. Look, it's a Florida guy. So... And now another Bradenton story. A Florida man woke up in the middle of the night to find another man sucking on his toes, according to the Manatee County Sheriff's Office. Who got hurt in this crime? This is a victimless crime. What are you talking talking about? Guy on guy toe suck? What are you you talking about? I'm I'm sure there's a porn channel for this somewhere. If anybody wants to come down and suck on my toes. Oh. You're welcome. Oh to. my God, Fester, you knock even, it off! You don't have to break into my house. We'll have dinner. You've seen those dogs too? They're all crusty. Oh, deputies say the man was sleeping in his bed in Bradenton when he woke up and realized that a man was sucking on his toes. The man told deputies he assumed he was being robbed, uh, so he told the intruder he didn't have any money. But the intruder told the guy he was there to suck on his toes. <sighs> what the hell? Gross. And then the guy laid back down in bed and said, all right, here you go. Nope, nope. That's when the man punched the accused toe sucker and forced him outside, according to Manatee deputy investigators. Uh, while the two brawled, the man who sucked the toes told the other man that he had a gun and tried to fondle him. Did what? He, did he tell him that he had a gun while he had his toe in his mouth? Like, oh, got a gun. <laughs> Stop kicking my face. I got a gun. <laughs> That's disgusting. The man continued to hit the intruder toe sucker for about 30 seconds before running inside and calling 911. At this point, the intruder broke out of the front window of the home, stomped on the other man's windshield until it broke. Jesus. Jumped up on the guy's car and started stomping on the windshield until he smashed the windshield. Investigators said the toe-sucking guy took off. They tried to track him with a canine unit, but they were unable to find the guy. They had the canine smell the guy's feet, so they had a trail (laughs) to go after the guy's breath. Sniff it! Sniff it! Come on, boy! There you go! How'd that 911 call sound? 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, said police right away. Someone's sucking on my toes. Hmm. Actually, just 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 hold him for a second. Feels kind of good. <laughs> that would be fester. I wouldn't even call nine one one on the guy. I'd get his number. Hey, what was that foot fetish video you guys did? Oh, we were just talking about that. As you were reading the story, Froggy elbows me. Just remember the foot fetish video we did. No, let's not talk about that. That was when there was a time when, I I guess they still are, but when foot videos, foot worship videos and foot I'll tell you what it was. It was a girl from Joe Millionaire. She was doing a foot fetish video. Is that it? Yeah. Joe Millionaire. Who remembers that show? (laughs) 
Yeah, and she was doing a foot, and then we made one, and we shouldn't even talk about it because it's disturbing. And I have a that was now. awful, wasn't it? Yes, and it will never see the light of day ever. Did we ever put the video on the website, or was that bad? Oh, of course we did. I, mean, I think we stepped on. Je- did we step on jelly donuts, and you licked my toe or something? And grave, oh my Dave the dwarf with his distorted feet oh. was stepping on grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Little midget claws. Yeah, let's not talk about that. That's that's horrifying. Is that video around anywhere? No, it was it was taken <laughs> taken down and burned. <laughs> totally destroyed. Yes. Is that the deal? Yes. Uh, you remember how it ended? With me with no pants on, I have no idea how did it end. <laughs> In the office, <laughs> I don't remember. Blindfolded, and I was spanking you. I, let's reenact it. I don't. No. I don't remember anything about it. Honestly. I, to wrap things up on podcast episode number six of the MJ Morning Show return. You guys want to talk about this illegal proposal that someone tried to rope you into? Now, folks, I had no idea about this. Fester brought this to my attention after we had done like two or three of the episodes. And he's like, hey, uh, MJ, never told you about this, but we had some guy that wanted. And it's something to do with what? The Heisman Trophy? What, what, what the hell was the story? Froggy and I met a guy who was the grandson of. Of the sculptor who created the Heisman Trophy, yeah, right, the iconic football trophy with the guy, you know, the Heisman sure. Trophy. Yeah, his grandfather made it, and they right. had the original casting for it, and he thought it'd be worth like ten million dollars. <laughs> he asked if we knew any rich guys. He's like, "Hey, you guys are pretty famous. Do you know any rich people?" And I'm like, "Yeah, MJ." Uh, wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is this guy? Do you want to mention his name or no? Uh, was his name Jason? Oh, don't say his name. But you remember when me and Fester had that horrible business? Do with you still the, know him? The in-store uh, radio oh, stations. The, you guys had the Muzak kind of yeah. rip-off clone deal. It was a rip-off. Oh, I, we did custom oh, radio stations, all right? Man, I, I forgot about So you guys were doing in-business music services. Yes. Uh, didn't you guys... Pre- What's the Ford dealer that you guys... Uh, we had Walker Ford. Is Walker Ford. That's right. Walker Ford. We had a kid's kazoo or we, two. We had like 20 clients. <laughs> it was a really successful business, which the iPod essentially put us out of business. Right, basically. <laughs> but we had, for a while, Froggy and I had a really good business going on the side, a little side hustle. And one right, of the so guys owned a... Don't say what he owned. <laughs> Okay. He owned a pet store. Okay. He owned a pet land. He owned a pet land. It was a pet land. It was a freaking pet land on Waters S- Avenue. Some guy named Jason. His name was Jason. I don't remember anything right. about that guy. And right. after we met him, we did the install. We hired a guy named Andy Kovacs to do all of our installation work. Is that guy still alive? I have no idea. Yes, he is. I have he's, no he's, idea. He's doing fine. Uh, all right. So so wait wait a sec. Wait a sec. Okay. So you guys met this guy, Jason, while supplying in-store music. He owned it. He owned the he, pet store. He owned the pet store. Yeah, yeah. And then what? what's the deal? What do you want you to do? So we install the audio service. We're doing a good right. job for him. He's paying us our monthly fee. And after like three or four months, he says, hey, can you guys come to the store real fast? I got a couple of talk to you guys. So we go into the store, you know, me and Froggy walking in. He's like, hey, I got a proposition for you guys. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. He goes, you can't tell anybody about this. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll never tell a soul. <laughs> My grandfather was the man who designed and built the, the Heisman Trophy. Okay, and I'm like, yeah. that's pretty cool. He's like, I have the original Heisman Trophy casting. I want to sell it. You guys know some rich people. Can you sell it for me? And 
We started like, did what did we no, do? No, the thing is, he wanted to sell it, but it was a part of. He was going to steal it because it was. Didn't he say it was part of his grandfather's estate? So he was going to take it. And he wanted us to sell it for him, like on the black market. Yeah, he, he wanted, wanted to get rid of it because it was it was on his his grand or his grandfather's estate. And he wasn't the rightful owner of it. He was going to steal it, and then we were going to sell it to somebody for like. He wanted to sell it for three million dollars. Three million dollars. <laughs> so he calls the two yahoos that set up. Some Laura Brannigan tunes playing in the background of his <laughs> pet store? Well, he knew that we were on the radio, and we, you know, might have been around some people who had some money. Obviously not us. But he asked us, you know, you, would you, so, what, what rich guys do you know? And he, so, so you guys you guys were hired to get Celine Dion to sing crap in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and, he he and, wanted us to actually call Celine Dion to see if she wanted to buy the Heisman Trophy for $3 million. And it was so, it sounded so, I go, this sounds really illegal. And he goes, well, listen, I'm going to steal it, but I need you guys. And I go, well, and then me and Fester talk about it. Fester wanted to do this so bad. He was ready to. I don't know how I would have anybody. That's how you end up in jail, dude. That's how you end up in jail. What year was this? This was. Years ago. What? 2004? 2003. Yeah. So, were what? you guys going to put it on eBay? How how are you What he was your plan? He knew a guy. What year? What year did you go to Orlando? 2005. Okay, right. so it was right before that. So it was 2004. So it was right. 2004. And uh I knew a guy. <laughs> I knew a guy who right. was an avid sports fan and had a lot of money. A lot right. of money. Like a 100 millionaire. Like 100 How do you say that? He's like, "Hey, look over 100 million dollars." Right. And Jason was like every day, hey, call your buddy and see if he wants to buy the Heisman. And I was like, Froggy, we got to call him. Yeah. We're no. going to be rich. This is what's going to make us. And then Froggy's like, we're going to go to jail. <laughs> I was too afraid to do it. I mean, MJ, would you do that? I mean, the guy's like, you could make $500,000 each. I'm like, can I? <laughs> so wait a minute. If and you how illegal is that? How illegal is that? If you sold it for $3 million, he was going to give you guys $500,000 each? It was a lot of money that was coming to us, and we're like, all we got to do is just find a but guy. MJ, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you, if he steals it from another person, his grandfather, who owns it, and then gives it to us, and then we sell it, and nobody claims nothing, can we not go to jail? Well, if it's an illegal act, if it's stolen property and you guys are fencing the stolen property, that sounds like a conspiracy. That sounds like all, you know, a, a you know, felony theft. I mean, it just sounds like it sounds like jail to me actually. And you know the biggest scariest thing is Fester was so ready to do this. Does it not sound like a half a million dollars each to anybody because we could have totally done it? I, I don't know, dude. I was just like in I was really scared. I was scared. And then we had a falling out with a guy anyway. And I ended up, uh, I don't want to say this part, but we I ended up getting all of our equipment back. Let's just say that. What do you mean? The <gasps> <laughs> Hold up. Are there the more store, twists and turns to the story? The store might have gone out of business. Right. And I might have broken and got all our speakers <laughs> back. Well, well, you, you broke into the... I might. So the pet store went out of business. Allegedly, no, it's not there anymore. It damn sure is not there anymore. Okay, so wait, you broke in to take your equipment? Allegedly, I had thousands of dollars of equipment. I'm sure had you. Had the statute of limitations has, has to be over right. for petty theft. Yeah. All right, all right. Run, run me. Well, if it's your stuff, run me through the hypothetical 
of breaking. How would you have broken into the store? Kick the door. Did you? Did you have your dad standing guard at yeah. the door? Yeah, my dad. What? <laughs> hey, Dad, stand here at the door and let's make yeah, a bird we, sound if the cops we, come. A phone answering machine system that was customized for them, like twenty-five speakers that were up in the ceiling. I had to get a ladder. I was there for like three hours, allegedly, if that even happened. <laughs> and you had you break it like in the middle of the night. You broke into the store to take and repossess your equipment. Well, listen, I'm, we're calling me and Fesh were calling the guy over and over again. Like, hey, dude, listen, I need to get my stuff back. It's not my fault. Your store sucks and it failed. <laughs> How about you let me in? And he was dodging us like for for well, months. Did he owe you money? He owed me thousands of dollars of, of equipment. He was oh, in so he, arrears a couple of months for his audio I, service. Then he goes out of business and he, he has to let all of our equipment. <laughs> craziest this freaking is, thing I've ever heard of. This is the kind of stuff that's going on behind the scenes. MJ knows nothing about it. All right. I'm already lining up episode number seven. We got to get into the whole American Idol scam. We ought to talk about, Fester, you jumping off the Gandhi Bridge live on the show. And by the way, that was with Froggy number one. A little, little inside secret here. Froggy is actually Froggy number two. We never called you Froggy two, though, on the show, did we, Froggy? Uh, for like a week. I don't know if we ever did. It, it, it was a thing for like two weeks. And I was well, like, listen, that's a whole different story. Froggy one was a guy by the name of Scott Langley. Yeah. And Froggy number one, and I named him Froggy because when we first met him, he had a very, you know, very gravelly kind of froggy from the old Our Gang kind of voice. I named him Froggy, mm-hmm. and it stuck. And then, Fester, what's it? Froggy left to he, join the Chico and the Man Show in Miami. The Chico Show. I think it's Kenny and Footy. Fo- Kenny and Footy. Kenny, Kenny and whatever Footy. the hell it was. Yeah. Kenny and so Footy. That's it. He left to join Y One Hundred Radio in Miami, and the name Froggy was so synonymous with our show, and it was such an important character. I mean, the name Froggy, I mean, it researched through the roof. Everyone in the whole you know, Tampa Bay market and, and St. Louis, they knew, and Jacksonville, they knew who Froggy was. And I said, I can't give up the name Froggy just because Froggy left. And I said, I'm just going to get a new guy. I'm going to name him Froggy. And that's where Froggy 2 comes in. And a lot of people don't even remember that there was a Froggy 1 and this Froggy. Say hello, Froggy. That's right. That's me. And this is Froggy number 2. And this is the only Froggy that a lot of folks even remember, actually. That's the way I like it. But the bridge stunt, that involved Froggy number 1 and Fester. And, man, we got into a lot of trouble for that. Jumping off the Gandhi Bridge over Tampa Bay live on the air during morning drive and the escape in the boat. What a crazy story. <laughs> Fester biting his lip off. I bit my that lip. Was, I did. <laughs> that was nuts. All right, I'm going to put that on the list for the next episode. Folks, again, if you want to get a hold of us, MJ at MJMorningShow.com. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Oh, we have advertisers. There are advertisers that want to advertise. I mean, we're talking about serious operations. They want to advertise on the uh, MJ Morning Show podcast series, we're getting, I mean, just an, an amazing 
response. I'm getting media inquiries as well. So I think we're going to you know, have some uh, potential stories written about us. So I'm very excited about where the MJ Morning Show podcast series is headed. And listen, if anyone wants to advertise, yeah, we're going to start selling commercials on this thing because I'm not doing this for my health. I know Fester and Froggy, too, uh, are not doing this for their health. We, we, if we get you know amazing downloads and people are talking about this thing left and right, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to sell some commercials during our podcast episode. So if anyone is interested in advertising, just get a hold of us. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That's MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Of course, all of the episodes are available for download from your favorite platform. Just go to MJMorningShow.com, MJMorningShow.com for all the available platforms. Or just search, you know, for MJ Morning Show for the uh, the podcast. Uh, make sure you listen. Make sure you download. Make sure you subscribe. I guess that's the big buzzword with these podcasts. You can subscribe and get notified as soon as a new podcast actually comes out. So MJMorningShow.com. That's MJMorningShow.com. All these podcasts are also shareable, right, on social media. You can share them on your Facebook or on your Twitter feed, if you're enjoying it, share it with somebody you love. Maybe they'll enjoy it, too. Well, that's what we hope and that's what we ask you to do. If you love the return of the MJ Morning Show, uh, nothing beats word of mouth. Uh, Just tell everyone you know, hey, the MJ Morning Show is back, and just tell them to go to MJMorningShow.com. Simple as that. And speaking of word of mouth, if anybody knows the guy who broke into the house and started sucking that guy's toes, (laughs) tell him to give me a call. And, Festo, I want you to get Juan Monsivas on the next episode, the guy that blasted through the wall at the Sarasota airport with his truck. No problem. All right? We'll get him on the next one. Folks, episode number six is done. We'll see you next time for episode number seven. The MJ Morning Show. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.